Hello and welcome to another episode of the Edgy Futurists podcast. Uh, my name is Dan Fitzpatrick. And I'm Edward Get. And I'm Stephen Hope. <laughs> that was a bit of a strange voice, Steve. <clears throat> I'm just trying to be professional. Uh, I'm trying to stick to the script that we've written for this episode. <laughs> uh, and you've, you've probably got, have you got sleeping children next door? Uh, no, they don't sleep. I don't sleep. Nobody sleeps. The world sleeps, just not us. So uh, yeah, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's an in- it's interesting, isn't it? We should probably talk about that at some point. The fact, like, how do you how, just to take a, a phrase from Joe Mar from a from a previous episode? How do you how do you have a high performance job and children at the same time? <clears throat> Easy. Yeah. Let them grow up. When they grow up, and you'll have, you'll be able to be able to sleep. <laughs> Did you well, just say? Easy, let them grow up. <laughs> yeah, easy, just let them grow up. Ten, That's a natural ten, course of action. Ten hours last night, lads. Just saying, no problem. I don't think broken. No, ten hours broken. last night. What were you doing? <laughs> Sleeping, mate. Just sleep. <laughs> Couldn't no, do anything else for ten hours. <laughs> just flipping quickly. I watched recently SS Who Dares Wins because I've not seen the last series, and the last bit they deprive them of sleep as a form of torture to get information out of them. I'm literally, I'm, I'm that tired. I'm just ready to give any information out that anybody wants. I'm literally, <laughs> I feel, I feel for them. I feel like I'm on the SS. Who dares wins? Steve Watch is the salary, CEO Steve. of, of C learning. So if you want to email him and ask him for any company secrets, connect at c-learning.net. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should dive into that. Shouldn't we? Do you know, this, I suppose, should we open up to say that this is a slightly different episode? And what we're going to be doing is, and people are not going to recognise pretty quickly, the guests are us. We are our own guests this evening. We are going to be having a chat amongst the three of us, which we have not done for a long, long time, and discussing a revolution in terms of the different roles we're now in, but also giving the listeners, because we were talking about this, weren't we, off air, and we've done it quite a bit where we've just said, do our listeners really know who we actually are? Do they... You know, do they know when we talk about that? We bring loads of guests in. Do they actually know who we are and tell them a bit about our story? So uh, let's, let's be honest. Let, let, let's be honest. We when we had we did the episode with the talking cod lads a few few weeks ago, a few months ago, weeks. We uh, we we had a bit of a conversation with beforehand, didn't we? Just to get to know each other, see how the episode would go, and uh, and one of them made a comment, and the comment was something like. I've listened to a few of your episodes, and I still don't really know who you are. And I think that I think that, that took us back a bit, and yeah. and we kind of thought, actually, do we talk about ourselves? Um, not because we not because we want to just talk about us, but actually, we we produce these episodes every single week, don't we? And we've been doing it for three years now. Four, Dan. It, four. Four is it? Four years. Yeah. Flipping heck. Um, and if if you as the listener don't actually know who we are, apart from our names, then. We're probably not doing something right, I think. Yeah. yeah we, we talked about going on a journey, didn't we? And then we realised we're properly in lockdown and we can't leave the house or the country or go anywhere exciting to find ourselves. So we just thought we'd just share some stuff on the podcast, didn't Steve, we? Steve, I think that joke deserves a... <laughs> Did you hear what? that? No, Dan. No, Dan. We didn't hear it. <laughs> wait, I heard wait, 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 wait. Just wait. Was it, it a tumbleweed moment? <laughs> Let me turn the volume there we go. I like that. I liked it. Have it you been like, years, where, where you drunk it in the background? Yeah. That was, yeah, it would have been yeah. five minutes ago when you tried it, but let's keep going with it. Yeah. Let's keep rumbling on. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what's good about it. When we talk with the Talking Cod lads, we realise that they have a podcast that's called Talking Cod, which is just lads talking cod, talking and talking stuff about what, what things are important to them. And 
and and uh, we we listened to it and we and we chatted and we talked cod and we chewed the fat really and we thought but well, it'd be good for us to do that as well to interview each other talk about what we're up to but also to kind of the reason why we do it i think there's like a, a bit of a, a purpose and a bit of a deeper conversation about why we do it and where we see things going and and all that kind of stuff i think i think it'd be great to to kind of get into some of that today and sometimes it's difficult isn't it because when you've got a guest you want them they, they understandably they should be the focus of what they're talking about and they might have a product or they might have a, a company or they might have a theory or something and we want to focus on that and dig deep into it but we're going to be just in, let us indulge ourselves a little bit today and uh and, and get into that right now the the talking cod lads are listening thinking you bastards copying our idea you said you wouldn't swear yeah it is of course it is Unless you use it, in, unless you use it contextually. To be fair, they can actually say about me. I don't know if they can say about you two, but they can certainly yeah, say about to me. To be honest, my my parents weren't married when I was born. So exactly. So there you go. They did get married. So am I still? Yep, you still are. It's an interesting. They're divorced now, so I don't know what. That... <laughs> oh, you're like you now in this one. It's a, it's a long. This is the longest bio and intro that we've done. So I'm, 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 I like, I like it. At least you're not I'm, falling I'm, over at words, Steve. No, I'm trying. I am trying. He's just falling over his jokes. <laughs> I'm playing that button again. <laughs> uh, but it's probably, it probably is it, it probably worth saying that the kind of I think the evolution of this podcast as it start it started out as us as teachers talking about teaching. It's evolved into us talking about learning, and although some some episodes are about teaching, uh, well, and we don't do as many as them as as we used to. A lot of them are just about general lifelong learning, about about innovation, about learning and to be, and I suppose probably as we've grown as well over the last four years, um like learning learning just in general, I guess, and from the from from being better people, being healthier people, whether that be in body and or in mind, um and and yeah. I think I think that ties into something we were me and you were having a conversation this morning, Dan, weren't we? And I think it'd be good to get into that really to start with. We were having a conversation this morning. You weren't on it, Steve, but um, sorry, mate. So you'll you jump in, and we'll, we'll hopefully won't make you feel too uncomfortable. It's all right, don't worry. <clears throat> um, we were <laughs> we were t- we were talking about like wanting to make changes in our lives, and uh, we wanted to learn in our own worlds to do, and why we wanted to do it. And um, I was really fortunate. I don't. I didn't tell you this bit, Dan, but yesterday I was really fortunate because I. Um, I did a little bit of a, a, a conversation. We, we, we've got friends at Six Connections, Mindsight Connect, um, and I did a little talk for them called Roast and Toast, and it was a talk at their Roast and Toast event. And I got to tell my story a little bit of um, my challenges, my own challenges with mental health, but also my challenges about finding connection and stuff. <clears throat> but we were talking this morning, Dan, weren't we, about this idea of our own children and and and, and why it's why it probably – even though we, well, I, I certainly had children when we started the podcast, and I know, it, I know it's been new for for you too, but it, that became something really important as a as a reason why, didn't it? Yeah, it might be worth just giving a bit of background into why we were talking about that, really, in terms of your your friend. Yeah, so um, one of my friends, twenty years, um, uh, sadly passed away last week. Um, Forty six, he was Michael. Um, one one of the best men you'd ever wish to meet in life, um, genuinely. Um, 
what came from a very very difficult background was homeless um and then decided he wanted to do something with his life and help other people he had actually adopted three children um and i didn't even tell you that but he adopted three children because um he struggled to having his own children. He adopted those three children, and um, and not just that, he adopted loads of us as well. He was a little bit older than me. He was a little bit of a, I suppose, a, an older brother figure, father figure for a lot of us, and as a community thing. But he passed away last week, um, sadly, after a really short battle with cancer. He was only seven months. He got diagnosed seven months ago, and and then and then died last Monday. Um, it's his funeral tomorrow, and we've seen some tributes to him and talking about what kind of a of a man he was. But we were just talking, weren't we, Dan, about that um, seven months, like seven months ago, he didn't feel hundred percent. Went to the doctors, and seven months ago they told him he had cancer and it was terminal. Didn't think it was going to be um, this quick, and it's gone that quick, and it really made us think, didn't it? And it and it and it's, it's, it's made up the whole community around here think, and the whole um, church community and stuff that we're part of, and friendship group that we're part of. It's made us all think. But I know that it, it did the same for you as well, didn't it, Dan? Yeah, I guess we were just ref- reflecting on, um, yeah, that seven months. I think in terms of uh, the fact that you could things could be going great, and literally within seven months, something could could go that wrong i guess um it's just yeah it just makes you think and and i suppose having kids as well uh that i've got i've got a one and a two-year-old matilda's two jacob's one and and i've been thinking a lot recently about that whole thing of i want to i want to be somebody who's there for them when they're in their teens and the 20s and the 30s i want to see them have their kids i want to see them get married and I see uh, my my partner Julia. I see her parents with them, and they're like in their in their sixties and seventies. And and I see them with my kids, and I'm like, I, I hope to God I'm there doing that with their kids. Uh, I really do, and I've just and I just it it scares me, I guess, to think that I might just be a memory to them when that happens. Mm. And I, and I, it just yeah, it just it scares me, and I guess. Yeah, and that's led to me kind of like looking to lose weight, get healthier, and all of that. And that's we could go into that another time or later on, I guess. But um, yeah, to, to put it frankly, to put it starkly, to put it morbidly, I guess. Yeah, it's a worry. And and I think <clears throat> I think it is for for a lot of us, isn't it? That whole um, it's not necessarily a fear of death, or even that it's not. I don't think it necessarily it's that morbid, but it is certainly a a wanting to be around and wanting to be um what as far as it as far as it depends on me um i'll do what i can now like for for people like mickey um he didn't it, it wasn't anything to do with his health that had happened there um it, uh, to his own choices sorry it just it just happened and it just and and we know that that can still happen and tragically can happen but i think what what you're saying there dan and i think um I, you you talked about your kids there and you talked about Julia there and the parents and that the importance of family. Um, my wife, Amanda's, um, is a police officer and she's, uh, does, uh, she works in child protection and like, even like some of the things that she has to deal with baby deaths and, um, challenging of abuse and all the things that goes with that. Like it's, it, it really does make you appreciate what you've got. And I've got two kids in 11 year old Neve and a seven year old Martha who are like, Sometimes you, 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 it just contextualizes a lot of this. It's really interesting how you see that it contextualizes and brings things 
home as to what you should what should really matter and i think that 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 actually is reflective in in learning as well i think it's reflective in in why we do what we do because because you've only got a limited amount of time and you want to make the most of that don't we yeah yeah definitely and i think yeah and it makes you grow up doesn't it like having kids i don't know about you steve but i'm like uh, you know you hear these stories of like people who have kids and they're like oh it's made me think about the world in a different way and it did that that wasn't like a revelationary thing like in the in the hospital where i was like right i'm changing my life this is it wasn't like that at all it's been a bit of a slow burner but uh i've kind of i've kind of like yeah just just recent weeks thinking actually probably i probably do need to grow up a bit i'm like i'm 35 like i need to need to stop acting like i'm a teenager um and the hairline is starting to starting to be a, a bit of evidence for me every day when i look in the mirror that i'm no longer a teenager yeah, I think um, I think somebody told me before um, I had Ella, my first. She's eighteen months, and we've now got all these couple of weeks. And it was all that thing of your life becomes theirs and not your own, and your life kind of that, that. That sounds sad because you don't you're not just a parent. You're, you're many many different things. But everything you think about in terms of consideration, your work, you know, as a as an an adult and, and without children, sometimes you can be selfish. Of, I just want to lay in bed a little bit longer. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this or I'm going to go do something for myself. And actually that just doesn't really exist in kind of the vocab as a, as a parent, not to all parents, but definitely in my head, I'm always thinking, right, well, with work and the new work I do, potentially I'm, I, I could be away for the whole of March. What, what does that look like? And, and, and generally the whole, reason and the whole thing behind and one of the reasons behind moving to sea learning was a better life for the family really and when i travel and when i will travel but the family will come come with me that is all that is what going to happen because i want them to be there i want them to share those experiences i want them to enjoy life and and you guys know i have a really poorly poorly dad and that whole thing of like you know when we had ella will my dad see ella yeah we did and uh, and then will he see ollie he, he, he hasn't met him face to face yeah but he will do and and all of that it, it puts it into perspective doesn't it like you know life is precious and you've got to enjoy it and and going back to the podcast people why did we start it why did you guys start it because you were passionate about education and you wanted to help other teachers people are surprised that from our podcast currently we make no money this is a passion thing that we do we do this because we absolutely love it and on a thursday night we spend hours and we do some research and everything else. But on a Thursday night, we come together as a free and we do this because we absolutely love it. And we choose around everything else that we do. We do a Thursday night away from the family and spend time together to help other people and share the insights. But also because we're passionate and we absolutely love it. And I do. I absolutely love the Thursday nights. And we're tired. We said it. Ben's on five Red Bulls, and we all know what happens when Ben's on he's five finished, Red Bulls. He's finished. He's finished. I'm about to go, boys. I'm about to we go. Do ben it. starts a revolution when he's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we love it, and 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 that's the thing of you know we we have met, we have children. We all have two children now. We have everything else going on. We're spending so many plates. But why is it that we continue to do a Thursday night? We could have simply just said we're not going to do the podcast anymore. And I know it has its challenges and everything else, but we do it because we love it. We absolutely love it. We get as much out as everybody does now listening. That's the story of of kind of where it's evolved to. We do it because we love it just as much as everybody else does. I agree. I think I think it's worth just picking there as well. You, you mentioned that we started it because we wanted to help teachers, um, and absolutely we did. Um, we started it out as a 
and I, some of you, some of you, the guests, will, uh, some of the listeners and viewers will have seen that we um, I put on LinkedIn the other day um, our first episode, first podcast that we did in the studio with the Edutech project, and we thought we were cool because we were in a studio and all that kind of stuff. But it, it genuinely was um, an acknowledgement that education was important. Um, we have a we had a we had a little soundbite from Malala Yousafzai, didn't we, about uh, education changed the world, all that kind of stuff. And I, I nearly didn't. I nearly did a, a voice then and decided that that was I was really bad at impressions. Um, but like the whole the whole idea of education, <laughs> education being a force for good, um, and we wanted to do that as well in education. So we wanted to be within a force for good and by being a force for good and sharing um talking about our own experiences and uh, getting other people on to talk about their experiences and i think that is that's what you said there steve uh, i'd absolutely echo it and i know that dan's the same in that um we get a lot out of this it's our own professional development um and more than that it's become a this sounds really like i don't want it to sound soppy or, or wet or anything but it's it's like mates who have We've 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 become friends, um, as well as and, and actually caring about each other's families and and one and and all that kind of stuff. And we've looked after each other um, in, in different ways. And I think that's that's what happens when um, when you they say that finding a job that you love and you never have to work a day in your life. And I and I, I, I genuinely believe that even though like today um, all of us have been on calls or training or meetings we've been to governor's meetings we've been to some of us have got meetings after this podcast has been recorded and everything yet we still carve out this time because it just um there's a there's a it, it, it's something that we enjoy doing and and um it, i don't often think on a thursday even when i'm tired even when i'm got a tough th- few things going on i don't ever think i'll tell you what i'll knock that one on the head um it's yeah. uh, I, I do. I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly did tonight. I thought you said that our premise was yes and. <laughs> no, I do. It's hard though, isn't it? It's sometimes when you've done a full day of work and, and you. Mate, when was the last time you were in Hold on a second. It's everyone in the line the podcast. You were swearing. You're not lying. You're breaking my, all the Ten Commandments, Danny, yeah? Don't, my employer will be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I work damn hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the time. They, uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it is. But it, it, I think it's just to echo what you said, really. Like it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where sometimes, sometimes it is a bit like oh, I don't. I, I literally haven't got the energy, or I could do with probably seeing the family a bit more tonight. But actually. Uh, yeah, always go away energized. Um, I think we said this on the Talking Cod episode as well. Like, sets me up for the week. To be honest, gives me, gives me, it grounds me, gives me the motivation to go right. Um, things are possible because we, because because we're doing it because we're talking to people who are doing it. And I think when you when you work in the area of innovation, you need rem, you need you need regular reminders that things are possible. Absolutely, you do absolutely, and that that idea about disruption as well is that, like, you want positive disruption, don't you? You want that, uh, you want that encouragement for somebody to go. Um, this is the way of walking it, as in, like, here's some ideas you can go that way. But also, you want that little bit of a. Do you know what? Carry on doing what you're doing here, 
and we'll support you and we'll back you what you're doing. And like when it comes to disruption, it comes to innovation. Like you are out on a on that bell curve. They're talking about early adopters and they're talking about these people that are pushing. The, like you are in a minority and you're always going to be in the minority. And there's not very many people from an innovation perspective and a disruption perspective that are willing to go there because um, it, we hear it. And and I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I know you two have heard this story about um, one of the places where I went to work. They actually asked me to become to come in and they wanted me to be disruptive. That's the phrase they used. We want you to be disruptive. And um, I was like, wicked this is this is my bag i didn't even add any red bull so you can imagine when i had some red bull and went in and i said i was going to be disruptive uh, and i was like okay i go into place i go into meetings and i'd say why do we do this and they go this is where we've always done it i go why it doesn't work and i was challenging 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 pushing and i was set out like i think they gave me like they just set me free and god okay i want you to want you to do it i want you to go into all these places and i want you to challenge it and then i got sat down by a senior member of the team and they said um are you a disruptor because i went and i said this isn't working and he said are you a disruptor and i said uh yeah he says well d- go disrupting then and then i carried on and carried on and i went back to him and uh, i remember a few a few months later he said to me um i'm not sure we're ready for you you're a bit too much of a maverick a bit too disruptive the same person who brought me in to be a disruptor same person who told me when it was getting tough to carry on disrupting and carry on pushing and then just told me I was a maverick and I was too disruptive because disruption and people who are disruptors and innovators aren't often, they're not embraced at the beginning, are they? Like, and, and that's, that's, that's a challenge. It's sometimes a lonely place. So when you find a tribe of people um, who, 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 who are trying to do the same thing in where they are, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think the, yeah, it's interesting. I think disruption and I think culture change all of that kind of stuff people want it and it's easier to look at it and think i want that change but actually when you have to do it and you have to be involved in it, it's a very different thing you know and we see that in education we see that in in many many different things i was involved in a, a session yesterday um with um business advisors across um yorkshire and humber around um basically just support businesses uh smes everything else around their growth and and, and, and all of that and actually we we had an honest conversation around how ready was the region ready to change not necessarily the business how how much were they ready to change and the, the use their use of technology the digital and everything else and it was a real honest conversation and we were like and everyone's looking at each other thinking probably time for us to change before we change anything else and it was yeah it was a real honest conversation but anybody can talk about it but actually doing it is a very very different thing and we've been talking about it for a long, long time. And 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 I think the thing that we what surprises us all the time is when people tell us, "Oh, you that person who does the Eddie Future podcast." Oh, it's still amazing. It Ben probably gets it more than we've said this often. Ben gets it more than a lot, but it, that surprises us that, that you know meeting listeners and and people listening because we thought we we're going to be we kind of sometimes talk to each other rather than putting it out. But then people looking to us, reaching out to us, and and where the Edgy Futures podcast has taken it around how we now not only get to listen to people changing the world of education and transforming it and, and telling their stories, but also how that's led to us being involved in conversations and, and how we've been able to start to make the change at some of those levels, which is, is really inspiring, really. That, that, that's one thing that I probably never expected, never expected that that would lead to, because you do that podcast and you bring all those people in and because of your insights, 
Can you help us make a change here? That's a really interesting one that we asked that, that we could be a catalyst. I, I still don't see it, but it's strange. That's the one thing that still does. It, it, I find it really, really interesting currently because I know it's happening a lot, which is, which is great, but just a bit strange. Well, the reality is, is that um, the work that I'm doing now, and we'll probably get into each other's job roles and what we're kind of doing and how things have evolved for us all, is directly a, um, a response to Edge of Futurists because it wasn't because of the work that I was doing in necessarily in a classroom or necessarily doing in a college or whatever that situation. It was because of um, that level of understanding and thinking about the future that people I literally go around the country a part of what I do talking about the classroom of the future or the future of learning or classroom of tomorrow whatever you decide to talk about um it's it's about futurism and uh it's it's unbelievable really at like the life change that's happened through uh through it so yeah it's it's, it, it, it's pretty cool and all of us are in that in that boat really we've all um, been able to pivot and change and be agile in our in our work lives and, and and I suppose even the training and innovation and all the stuff that's gone with that in terms of supporting companies and, and whatever else it, it, it's probably a direct result and it does it does blow my mind sometimes when people go and like like Steve said oh I recognize your voice it's nice to put a face to the name really um people listen and it's it's nice we do appreciate that I think as well and I think it's worth just like saying that now that we're just three northern blokes who are just having a chat um, and getting guests on. And the fact that people listen to us, subscribe to what we do, um, and, and, and and yeah, we'd love things to grow. We'd love. Well, I said to I said to Dan probably at least, I maybe even say to Steve probably at least twice a week. I'd love to do this full time. I'd love this to be my job. I'd love to be Joe Rogan where he goes um, uh, uh, training by day, podcast by night. All right, and uh, that's what I want. Uh, that's what we'd want, and we'd love to be able to do that. But um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and that, and and there, ladies and gentlemen, is our twenty-minute pitch asking you f- to sponsor our podcast and pay us to do this full time. <laughs> uh, no, seriously have you, though. Have, have we got any venture capital? It's an interesting concept, isn't it? We we did say at the beginning that we we did the podcast for free. But that's something that we're starting to not explore, but something that we we've, has kind of come out of nowhere, isn't it? Where people are now saying, "Are you looking for sponsorship around your podcast and everything else?" And we we are considering it. You know, we have options, but I think the thing for us is, um, we need listeners. No, <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, but no, I think it's listen to a, our podcast. We please do. <laughs> The benefit of the the podcast and this is and, and us and our work is we do what we pa- we're passionate about and what we what we think and aligns with our beliefs and values and that will be the same for sponsorship. Any work that we've ever done, it's always around that. You know, we don't we say no to work because we don't yeah. believe in it and we don't think it's the right thing to do. I remember, and, and, the, and, and that's that's absolute truth. That's not just us spouting it because we're on a podcast. Like we have said no to stuff, and we've 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 even from some of our awards and all that kind of stuff we've just said it doesn't really fit people have come to us and said oh can we come on your podcast and talk about this uh, talk about nah it's not for us that um and because we've because we've kind of said this is what we're about and this is what we're we're kind of standing for um 
I totally echo what you're saying there, Steve. It's like it's become more of a this is what we're passionate about and we'll go down that route. And we're not we we have there wasn't when we were do started doing this, Dan, there weren't many people doing an education podcast. There were bits of things going around and there certainly weren't things going around about the future of education um and uh technology and the use of that. Uh, and we kind of went down that and then really quickly about 27,000 educational podcasts came out um and 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 I know that a lot of them people credited us and said that we that we'd inspired them and given some ideas and all that kind of stuff but it, it is interesting now isn't it there's some great ones out there as well I mean, yeah absolutely some ones um yeah no, I, what I, I, you told me that the one <laughs> what are you changing your mind for? I'm not joking go on back <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting when I first when I start did my first ever podcast I don't think anybody Nobody really knew what a podcast was back in 2008, 2009. Um, just trying to get, so trying to get people Go to on, listen Steve, when nobody Steve, say it, knew. Steve, say it, say it, say it, Steve. The Podfather. The Podfather. The Podfather. Listening to the Podfather. <laughs> listen to, look, his voice is like chocolate. The Podfather. That was oh, my first... Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> just, just for a bit of context there, um, we did a, an event today and Steve complimented... Uh, the wonderful Ollie Trussell from Google and said that his voice sounded like chocolate. <laughs> it's a true story. It's just I have this thing where I have verbal diarrhea. I just cannot stop myself. It just happens. Often it, <laughs> it, 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 it makes me trip up on my words and everything else, but it's a true story. But, yeah, I think does that – I know we're going to go back to the Podfather, Dan, because that's a really interesting that's thing. That's all right. We can move on. That's fine. We're no, gonna... no, we won't. We won't. We're going to go we're for the whole journey not. of – of, of, of Dan Fitz tweet in, uh, in, 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 in the show notes everybody there'll be a link to the Podfather uh, podcast That's it doesn't out. exist it it's not there anymore why why did you take it down I think back then you had to pay for hosting so oh, once it ended we got rid of it yeah shame but but isn't it, this this that's interesting? It Joe, podcasting has become available and easy for people to do because it's not it doesn't cost the earth to do it. You know we talked about mics and stuff earlier. You know that you can do it on a budget, but also does that show the evolution of people's? We talk about oh, is education ready for it? It's not really changing anything else. But does the fact that there's so many education technology podcasts and and people so many people listening to to all of those now does that show that actually the change of the culture of and the approach and and that this is before COVID, then actually there's more of an acceptance and there's more people trying to use education technology and, and think about different ways in terms of teaching and learning rather than just nobody's doing it because that, actually there wasn't an appetite. No, I agree. But just before we come back to it, Dan, you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be majorly pissed right now. There is an epic there is a podcast um show called Podfathers. Really? Yeah, and I know there was, there was a. I think we nicked it because Ricky Gervais had a podcast like years ago called The Podfather, and we kind of based it on that. The, the Two hundred and sixty-nine episodes of um, a group of three lads who um, talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of fatherhood. So, interesting. that's kind of isn't that what this episode's been so far? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe we'll get copyrighted. <laughs> Maybe we'll get called out for copyright. We're nicking their idea, but um, yeah, I, I think as it's as it's evolved, though, I think we've we've evolved as people, and we've 
we've changed and we've moved into different things. And I think we we started out as the Edutech project, which is in the studio with the Edutech project, the, the catchiest name for a po- for a podcast and uh, ever. And then we 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 evolved into Edufuturists um, because we were pas- passionate about the future of education and. It, uh, this is not a preamble for us to change our name and change our logo, Dan. Don't worry. Don't get excited about us changing the logo. Which, by the way, I don't even think we've ever explained that joke. Um, Dan um, is the design genius behind everything that we that that, that works design wise. Um, well, look at our designs before you make that make that uh, judgment. Yeah, but the, the one that the, like we love, loads of people love the wolf now. Um, and the the edge futurist wolf it's a wolf by the way not a fox or anything else uh, but everybody loves it and Dan does Dan does all that but Dan loves uh, um, a logo change but he's Dan not precious about it it doesn't no, mind not. if any of us get involved in it he doesn't mind if we like I think this has aspects. become more than it is you know <laughs> How many logo changes? I think we've had two logo changes. No, we haven't. We've had two this week. We've had two this week. Like, since this morning, I've seen two. Don't you? No, we, we haven't. You, I tell you what, you're more stringent than some of like these corporate companies about the usage of the of the logo. Uh, no, no, we did. Well, we, we have to. The, we have to. We have to change one. We have to change the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it coincided a, with a, a bit of a, a, a social movement. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, probably it should was talk never about intended that. to do so. It was. Uh, no, yeah, we, well, we, we did responded. because, like, our whole thing is, um, I'm going to get to use my quote now. It's only Ben that uses it. Um, the... <laughs> say it, say it. It's coming out of his mouth. Record it quickly. <laughs> Hopefully this is going out on a podcast somewhere. <laughs> um, no, but, like, kind of our, like, motto. <laughs> our motto has been, like, has always been kind of, and I suppose it's probably harks back to when when we're doing more educational stuff rather than just generic learning stuff. But is that about the education system that we just expect from from an early age that education will evolve to suit the needs of society and learners? Uh, but what if it what if it hasn't? And and we're, we're I think we're believers, and we well we know that it hasn't, and and it's become a bit stagnant, and even starting to repeat some of the same mistakes from decades ago. Um, what if 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 it's not evolving is a, is a revolution needed and we kind of we took that kind of motto into into some of our live events um yeah um go on you've we, got to take i know i know where you're going with this now there's a red bull moment <laughs> a conversation about a red bull moment <laughs> yeah which led to ben on stage at our, our annual awards uh, with his fist in the air uh Trying to lead a revolution, <laughs> so it just seemed natural that you know that the we we at the time we kind of thought well that fist in the air is a sign of revolution. Fair enough, it has got various connotations in a lot of different contexts in history, but we thought we would we would use that as our logo. And you and, and if you if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll you'll know like I was like a couple of years ago we had the the fist as our logo, um, but at that same time. Um, about two, probably two years ago to the to the, to this month, really, um, was the 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 tragic murder of George Floyd in America and the Black Lives Matter, and kind of the 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 use of the fist uh, for for Black Lives Matter, and and I'm probably not being fully fair there because the use of the the that fist within um within 
human rights for black people it had gone back decades and decades and decades uh and, and i guess we just had in talk with some of our friends um like lawrence like janelle who've been on the podcast we just we we thought actually we probably that 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 symbol means something else so we we kind of looked looked for another symbol, didn't we? Um, I think that I think yeah. that's important as well about being sensitive around that. Is that our natural reaction is well, it's not. We're not trying to. We're not trying to compete there, but we we also acknowledge that uh, w- w- there's times and 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 there's bigger bigger things that matter, um, and things that we 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 believe in as well, and we wanted to champion, and we didn't want to we didn't want to try and look like even. Not that it would, but like look at it as a as a competitive thing or anything anything like that. So we said we we'd, we'd have a rethink around it, and then uh, so w- we talked about and and some of you remember this element of the story. Some of you was talking about the the Rudyard Kipling uh, poem, uh, and there's a line in it that talks about um, the strength of the wolf is the pack, and the strength of the pack is the wolf. Uh, and uh, yeah, are you reading that? You're- <laughs> No, I, I I haven't got it on a picture on the wall. <laughs> I'm not. Have you seen the? There's an episode of The Office. I think it's series one where he's doing like he's 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 annual appraisals with his staff, and David Brent like he's like oh just and he's giving them words of advice and he's just like quoting philosophers, and he's looking down at a bit of paper on the floor. <laughs> Quote it there. Not the Dolly Parton philosophy bit, bit that it talks about. Is it? It's not that one, is it? But um, it does link back to some podcasts where we've had. Uh, um, people reading. I did hear a bit of a paper shuffle there. Just doing about. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to going back to the logo, Dan. Um, we will move it on. But if you think that we've had two logos during even my time on the podcast, I think you need to go back. The really, the, the, I remember oh, you saying yes. to us, "Oh, yeah, the E and the F." Do you remember that one for a while? Yeah. Yes. I remember the other one when it was different color, and then the one before that, and then the one before that, and what about the one before that? Oh, the one before that, the one we originally started with was like. It was an icon of a guy in a time machine. Can you remember that one? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. one. I, you love that one. You love that one. Well, no, I was out for a pint with a mate, um, <laughs> Andy McHugh, who he actually has. He's got his own uh, educational magazine. Um, it's a bit on the traditional side for me. Do you, but, think, uh, do you think they might sponsor our podcast, Dan? I, I really don't think they will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, unless we're talking about inst- instructional coaching and all that type of stuff and teach like a champion i don't think they're going to touch us they uh but he said <laughs> i'll not use his exact words but he said don't you think you, your new logo looks a bit like uh you have to, you have to say like, it, you have to, I, don't like, I don't know what you're doing <laughs> You have to tell. You have to say it. I'm. I'm, I'm really conscious. I'm conscious of what of swearing now. Well, um, no, just do it. Just a do naughty. It. it looks like a naughty thing. Yeah, it looks like a, a man's penis. Okay, right. That's okay. the one. Yeah. That's the official. That's, uh, that's not a swear word, Dan. You do realize that's an actual <laughs> anatomical word. I just don't want to conjure up the image in listeners' minds. Oh, we probably have now. <laughs> by not by not saying it, you'd already conjured it up, Dan. Yeah. But yeah, like like one of those and the two things either side. So we, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, I've Legs. got home got home that night and decided we probably needed a new logo. Yeah, and we, but yeah, we went into another logo. But it is interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, when you when you if you talk to friends and you talk to people and you say you do a podcast and you're like, oh, all right, do you do it on your own or do you do it with someone else? And I do it. With, oh, what do you meet? 
No, we live literally hundreds of miles apart, and we just we just do it online. That is the power of technology. Like literally, we just meet online. How are you it doing it, Steve? Bonkers. Are you doing it through a are you doing it through a Chromebook? VPN. Yeah, I'm doing it through a VPN. But are, are you on a Chromebook? I am on a Chromebook, yes. Do you know anyone who sells them? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. You're right. And, and to be fair, we have done we have tried doing some in person and we've done and and I think if if we had if we could change stuff, I think a lot of us would um we'd love to do it in person because I think there's a dynamic that happens when when you're in person, but the technology helps us do, um, does help us do this. Like we all sit in our own, yeah. Steve, Steve sits in his West wing of his castle and now he's a CEO. And, uh, me and dad, have just got shoved into a room somewhere where the cardboard box, aren't. I think I live in a cardboard box. It's, uh, yeah. In compared, comparison, compared to Steve's house anyway. Compared to the <laughs> mansion. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's having, he's having, uh, he's having movement. He's, he's, he hasn't had his studio built yet. He's, he's having a studio built in the, in the, in the garden. He's not even listening. He's checking his accountant. He's checking his accountant. I didn't know if you were talking about the, 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 uh, podcasting studio slash office slash gym slash swimming pool that you're having built in your garden that you're going to be having where sheep can come in there and have a chat with you or with a mind that's going to be like three by three meters in the garden. So. I am, be... I, like, you're actually having it done. I was just talking about the possibility that if, oh, okay. if, if, um, is this yeah. the underground bunker? <laughs> Although that's your idea, Dan. Oh, Dan, yeah. Dan that's an under, underground yeah. bunker. Dan says it's soundproof. Yeah, it's fifty yards under the ground. <laughs> Nobody can hear you scream. Literally, it's it is. It's a and you. Is this a why would anybody be screaming in there? What, what what kind of bunker is this? Is it a? Po- well, I thought it was a podcast. Don't know bunker. where we're going with this. Let's move on. Move on <laughs> is this the one where, you, the, where they accessed it through the shed? And it won shed of the year. Is that not the one where like is literally it? the door was in the shed and you went in and I'm sure it was a shed. Of yeah, the year it went down. Shed. It was like a staircase went down. Yeah. Mad. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to. That, that's a, that's an amazing video on YouTube. He like he literally like I think he has the whole thing built and he submerges it. So like he, he digs, he digs, digs it away, digs the hole. Right, that's what you call it—a hole. He digs the <laughs> hole in a, and like submerges the like the metal container. Essentially, that becomes the underground room, um, which coincidentally is how they built the the underground in London. But uh, that's for another podcast. Is it? Yeah, I was watching a documentary. Uh, don't ask me why this is. But this is going to get really boring now. This is like this is tra- we're getting into transporting territory here. They. They they created all the different so you know how it's like a tunnel underground. Well, they created them. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining the underground. They, create, they created the concrete segments for it and then submerged them. Oh yeah, look it up. Do you know what that? As it has always baffled me how they managed to like go down and then dig that much out and then have that much space without and then, it all like, coming. Almost like because they would have to then like bore. That's the official term, bore, isn't it, for for digging underground? Uh, horizontally underground, wouldn't they, if they did it that way? Which is, I suppose they do with, like, they used to do with, like, mine shafts and stuff. So it, it is yeah. done. But, yeah, that makes sense, and it's been... Yeah, and uh, Elon Musk's uh, boring company, they do that, uh, which is really... Have you... Have you uh, oh, get on YouTube. Uh, can you remember Jay Leno? He's yeah. American talk show horse he's, he's retired yeah. now he's he does an interview with elon musk where they drive around la in a cyber truck 
and so Jay Leno's driving the Cybertruck. Elon Musk is the passenger, and he's like, he's like taking it for a test test drive because Jay Leno's like into his cars, and he they start talking about the Boring Company, and he's like, oh, why, my the Boring Company headquarters is literally a couple of miles from here. So they drive to it, and they in the side of the fa- the factory wall, there's just a hole, just just a random hole like near the gr- like on like touching the ground, which the which. You, you go into and like go right underground, but it's 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 interesting. It's fascinating. Have a look it at is it. interesting, and it does link into probably one of the most bonkers things that's probably happened, and the conversations that has happened with the edgy futurists. And it started with you, Dan. And now, rem- now I remember there's the whole conversation of we need to go bigger. Every year we talk about going bigger for our awards and and everything else, and we're just like, how do we top it? That is the th- that is the challenge for us in regards to our guests and guys. In regards to everything we do, people expect the next thing, the next level. Like, you know, we, we've kind of set a bar, and it's, it is difficult without kind of saying, oh, my God, it is it is a challenge. But I remember the joke of, I've reached out to, <laughs> we said, we'll try and get Elon Musk. We reached out, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you said, I've made contact with the guy who set up the SpaceX school with Elon Musk. And, and I... Surely there might be a picture somewhere. Hopefully you've screenshotted it. But when you told us, I can ima- only imagine what the look on Ben and mine's faces were of this is not Dan. I don't know who's trying to dupe you, but whatever money they want, <laughs> we're not going to give them it. It was like the most surreal, bonkers conversation. And then that how mad is that? So when we yeah. talk about the podcast and everything we do, we have had conversations and spent time and had and, and shared that experience and, and brought that to listeners and, and people who attended our event with the guy who set up the SpaceX school with Elon Musk. You, you thought it was George Weir's cousin, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, people, if, if people are not familiar with the story of George Weir's cousin, uh, a few, many, many years ago, I think it was like the 90s, basically the football team signed uh, a player based on, they hadn't even seen him play, the fact that he was the wonderful George Weyer, who was a wonderful footballer, he was his cousin. They, I think it, it might have been Arsenal or somebody who's at that level. I think it was. And, and they, I don't even know how he got on. He got in the <laughs> squad and he got onto the pitch. And after 10, 15 minutes, he was hooked off because somebody went, I don't think he's, you know, I, I, I don't think he's a footballer. And literally, it was the worst. It must be on YouTube or something, this guy. And I was like, this guy, Josh Dan, I how was thinking... That- how does that happen though? Like, let's stay with George Weir for a second. How, his cousin. How does that happen? Like, football clubs pay scouts a lot of money to to identify skill, and then they train with them as well. So surely they must have went. Is that a Le Creuset mug you've got there, Steve? It is, yeah. Oh, look at that! He lives in the West Wing. He drinks out of a Le Creuset cup. Okay. <laughs> You're just rubbing it in now, man. Come on. It's uh, it's Aldi's own. Thank you very much. I was only wondering oh, what you'd say, but I've got you. some of them. Uh, we've yeah. got the red knockoff ones. Yeah, we had the red. Yeah, you had Cap Kidston ones. ones earlier. Oh yeah, we do actually have some of the Crusoe ones as well. But uh... oh, but I'm it, the it's Le <laughs> But can you be cultured? Oh, is it? Sorry, not Le Crusette. that. You, are you not married to a linguist? <laughs> you know what? You know when you just learn. You know when you just like learn something. You know you never question it. Of course, like of course it is. But I just. It's, it reminds me of that time when uh, who did, did we have Valerie Hannon on, and uh, I and I, I, co- I quoted a philosopher to her. Oh, what was his name? He was a French guy. 
And I completely cocked up the pronunciation. Oh, it wasn't Descartes, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but I literally only well, Peter, knew of this philosopher. Peter Carden, was it? <laughs> Pierre Carden. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what was <laughs> well, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. Uh, but I but, told, is, you... but I, I'd only ever read. I only knew this philosopher because I'd read read about him. So I'd never heard anyone say his name before, and then I, then I pronounced it in front of the 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 most intellectual woman you'd ever meet, um, Professor Hillary, uh, Valerie Hannon, and she she quite subtly put me down by correcting his by. Plato, Plato, that was it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't give it away. Don't give it away. If anybody's listening to this, there is, there's a bit of a, a, a an activity we want you to do. We want you to find out, in the go to the Valerie Hanron podcast, <laughs> we want you to listen to it and tell us who it was that Dan got the, the, the person wrong and, you know, what, we might send you a prize um, if you do. But that would be funny. Tell us. Tell us on social media who Dan said it was. And uh, and then we'll go from there. And Ben, Dan, that doesn't include you. You do not get the prize. It it is on um it is on um the uh, we have actually it hasn't got a number, Dan. Do you do you remember we were talking about this today? Actually, we are the least organised people ever. So like we went looking for podcast episodes on and realised um, there's a whole set of numbers that just have never been released. Uh, so we've got 100, episode 132 is not there. Valerie Hannon doesn't have a number. So we probably, <laughs> like, it, it, I've just the looked where, the Valerie, Han- been, Valerie Hannon show does not have a number. <laughs> but if we've been doing it for all these years, it does make sense that if we've been doing it and we've been doing 50 a year, what are we at, 162? No, three. we've got, we've got total, we've got, we've got over 300 episodes. Okay. Two, over 200, not 300. No, over think. 300. Yeah. Remember, remember when we first started? I remember when I first joined and, and we started the podcast. We used to do Thursday evening and we used to do 20 minutes and we used to get a few guests on. <clears throat> I wonder if did we even have a conversation in 20 minutes and get through everything? Well, we didn't. We we? <laughs> it's mad, wasn't it? <laughs> I've just found the French philosopher. I just I just Googled French philosophers and found it. Who people can't say? Who Georgia's can't say? <laughs> What does it say? Frizzy just tells who it is. Tells who it is. <laughs> it's uh, Albert Camus. Camus. You called him but Camus. Was, yeah, it, but it's spelled C-A-M-U-S. <laughs> but I didn't... It's probably not even Albert. It's probably Albert, isn't it? Albert Camus. Albert um, Camus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm from Gateshead in the northeast of England. Why are you man, Albert Camus, like? Well, didn't we say before we weren't going to get offensive? I haven't even mentioned you yet. <laughs> There's a petition that three people signed, so you can't say that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so it's just offensive. It's re- it's it's not even funny. Uh, I'm I'm leaving, guys. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, thank God, though. I did have a, I did have a worry that both of my children would be ginger, and and then. <laughs> then. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I can say that. I can say that. Oh, can you? Is that what you can say? I'm, well, I'm, I'm ginger, aren't I? Well, you, so well, I used to be. You, you wouldn't even know before you went bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I'd, I'd, I'd love them to bits, even if they, even if they were. Oh, I'm so, digging, I'm digging on it. 
dig in. You are, you are. Just let, let's let's uh, we t- we st- we started talking about the evolution of the podcast. We we joked about um, um, logos. We talked about names, and we talked about going there, and we talked about actually the logo that we have now is the meaning behind it is not just about let's do something fancy with a with a logo. It was about we talked about the wolf, and we talked about that wolf pack, and we talked about the strength of the wolf is the pack, and the strength of the pack is the wolf, and that idea that. In education, it, sometimes it feels like your back's against the wall. Sometimes it feels like um, in, in broader conversation about learning, it's it's hard. It's hard going. Teachers find this tough. Um, the education system's got so many challenges, whether that's assessment and exams, whether that's fi- funding, whether it's Ofsted, whatever else it could be, um, uh, and, and, and all the challenges that, that, that the pandemic brought, the strength of the pack is the individual wolves taking responsibility and doing what they do. And we, we super celebrate teachers, even though none of us are in the classroom anymore. We do super celebrate the people that, that do that um, and uh, consistently do that day in, day out. But also it's that idea, the strength, each person as a wolf in that, in that mix is, is, is part of a, a, a broader pack um, of people that are um, the supporting each other and, and, and kind of working together. And I think that's really important that, we found that as a as a as a I don't want to say wolf pack because that's the worst thing that could ever be said, but as a as a pack of uh, mates, we've we've kind of carried each other through difficult seasons as mates, but also carried each other from a podcast perspective where some of us will be um, doing lords and some of us will be doing very little, not not pointing any fingers or looking at anybody in particular. But the it's seasonal, isn't it? It's like some people are driving and, and making one thing happen whilst the other person is doing something else. And that's what good mates are and good teams are, isn't it? That's uh, probably a good place to end because Steve needs to go at the loo before his next meeting. I know. I've got a half seven. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh... We are no longer educators. The world has moved from education to something different, and I absolutely love it. But it is demanding, and it's full on. It is. I must admit, it's a, it's an interesting one, and these guys do help me out and keep me grounded. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, it's a it's a good one. This we should do this more often. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's. Let's just let's ignore the guests. Let's just chat about stuff. That's fun. <laughs> this the, you sound like a Leeds fan that's heard people saying, "Can we play you every week?" <laughs> not yet. Well, we'll we'll, it to we'll... people. <laughs> uh, not Newcastle, though. We won't mention that one, will we? No, um, we, oh my God. <laughs> we? We would play Leeds every week if we had the chance. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will. We will do it. We will do it uh, more often. Um, get get used to this, I suppose, of us uh, chewing a fight a little bit. We have got some amazing guests coming up. We're looking forward to some of the conversations that we've got coming. Um, so please. Uh, Listen along, um, subscribe if you haven't done already. Uh, tell your people about it, and if you it, and genuinely, I know that it sounds like I'm on the grounds. It's not. If anybody does want to have a conversation to us about partnership and taking things forward, we'd love to have conversations about that um, because because we're exploring and, and, and evolving and thinking about where the next steps are. So, lads, it's yeah. been a good one. <clears throat>